Hey, welcome, welcome back to our podcast. How you doing? <coughs> that sounds great. You're doing pretty good then. I'm doing so good. Uh, what is the name of our podcast? Bookmark it. It is bookmark. Who are you? My name is Malia. I'm Hannah. Oh my god, hi Hannah. Hi. How you been? Um, all right. Oh, okay. Today's been frustrating. I'm trying not to let that bleed into my voice. It doesn't sound like it's in your voice. I'll put it that way. Is it on my face? Mm, no, your body language maybe. <laughs> but um, very closed up right now. Okay, <laughs> let me try to be more open. Open your body. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, doing good. Um, I think that we've decided... This is our, hopefully our second to last episode of season one. And if you're listening to this now, that means we hopefully posted this by December 31st, 2020. Um, And I'm very excited about that because we've finally gotten to like the best part of this book. We've. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've changed the structure of our podcast as a whole, which I'm very excited about. Me too. Um. Which is definitely smart, considering... Does that mean that at some point we're going to probably go back and redo all of the beginning? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Because my OCD wants to? No. Okay. Think of it like shows that like shows that aired on TV that had shitty seasons. Like, remember 2000, what was it, like 2004 when like all the writer strikes happened? I was nine, so... Okay, so you don't remember it. Anyways, I was a teen and all the writer strikes happened and like every season of every show was so fucking bad. They didn't go back and redo those seasons. They just went, okay, let's end the writer strike so the good writers come back. That's fair. Okay. Um, so we'll just write that off as a, we get better with every season versus we, we didn't start great and get worse. We started... What if one of us goes on strike? <laughs> Would you keep going if I went on strike? What am I going to do? Talk to myself? I don't know. Would you? People have s- I mean, s- solo podcasts all the time. Yes, but... I need to know. Would I don't think I could go on without you. What if I turned into a worm? That's very specific. Why a worm? I don't know. I've seen all these videos on TikTok where people, specifically significant others, are well, like, yes. if I turned into a worm, would you still love me? Why a worm? Well, they, they say other things. I think a worm is just small and rather insignificant. So it's like, what are you going to do with a worm? Catch a fish. Yeah. I'm going to catch her ass. That's what I would say. Great. Um, either way, so we're hopefully wrapping up season one. And season two, we're going to get a lot more fun, I think. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... We're going to do bigger chunks of book at a, at the to- at a time. Yes. Um, less Less summarizing, more... Short summaries, long discussions versus long summaries, yeah. short discussions. Yeah. And I have some great fodder to add to that moving forward. Please, descri- what does fodder mean? Like Who a- are you? <laughs> what? That's a word. That's wor- not a word people use in everyday conversation. Yeah, it is. To like, you know, like Okay, what does it mean? Spell it. Fod- F-O-D-D-E-R. I'm adding fodder to this fire. It's something that helps something um, ignite or accelerate. It's an accelerant. Fodder is like an accelerant for no fire. No one ever taught me that. Okay. Well, it's just like, you know, when you fuel the fire, flames. I understand. Okay. Just well, never heard that word before. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, 
I have great new ideas now for our next season. We can have. Should we make it a surprise? Oh well, no. I we can't give away idea. all our secrets. I, well, I'm going to tell you this one because you might have to veto it. Oh. I think that we should make a board of all the new words that we learn. No. Because <laughs> remember that one time I didn't realize where did I learn at the very beginning of the season that made me sound so stupid. Um, it was like how so- oh it was how something was spelled. I have no idea. <sighs> it was in like season one or two, and I sounded very dumb. Season I've no- one or two, or I mean episode one or two. And I vaguely remember that happening, but it was so long ago. It was so long ago. It was in May. Wow. April or something like that. Uh, it had to do with... Uh, I'll figure and it out. Yeah. It'll come to me. Anyways, so no, we don't want to do like... I mean, you can personally. <laughs> I don't, dictionary. I don't really want to do that. Big words I've learned. Actually, it's not really a big word. It's a word. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, oh, my point was, is I joined a Facebook group for Sarah J. Moss, like, fans. Okay. Uh, And it it has been fun to watch people um, give their insights. Like, they go through and they they try to cast people. Mm, Um, Sam Hewn has definitely been brought up as Lucian multiple times. Well, Sarah even has mentioned Sam Hewn in this book. What? At the very end, in the acknowledgments. What? You don't read those? What? No, I do not read those. Um, what? She's like, you know how they think, they basically just thank everyone who like helped them write the book. Did or... Sam Hewn write it or was he just no. her muse? Well, she's <laughs> yeah. talking about um, Susan Dennard, who I guess is like her best friend, it sounds like. But she mentions a bunch of inside jokes, which obviously have no meaning to us. Yeah. But at the end, she says like... Henry Cavill, Sam Hume, like a bunch, she lists oh a bunch God. of stuff Henry Cavill, and it's yes. like in no context. It's just a list of things. Oh my God. Are they the list of men? No, there's other things in here besides men, but I mean, tiny I mean- cup for tiny hands, <laughs> classic peg and everything from Nacho Libre. Like it's just read it. But yeah, she, you know, she, you know, she read Outlander. I hope she watched it. Oh, that's for sure. We all love it. Oh. Anyways, that's I did not know that. No, I don't read the acknowledgments, obviously. Damn. Um, either way, so I I'm I'm just staying plugged into that. So okay. I have some things to yeah. tell you. Like what's going on with the Sarah J. Moss crew? Um, this one lady today was Are there like, any weirdos? For sure. There's like people that post their own pictures and go, which character would I be? And I just <gasps> don't do want to be mean about it. But there's some of them where I'd be like, ugh. Wow. Let's and there was that. this one girl. Uh, she was fucking gorgeous. And I mean gorgeous. I don't know how much, you know, assistance she had uh, in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, and she's like posted this picture picture of her and she's like, I put this on my dating profile looking for, um, and then, you know, like looking for and said Hunt Athelar and then put it like this picture of herself. And I was like, okay, that's fucking genius. And but if a guy actually so gets hot, that. I know she was very attractive too and I at first I was like angry about it and I was like this stupid bitch and then obviously I thought about it I was like no I'm proud of her she looks great she should have posted that (laughs) and if I was on a dating app and I liked girls and she came up I'd be like same it's not me though obviously not Hunt Athlar um so at first I was jealous and then I got excited for her well we all know who you would be if you were a character did we do this one time? I don't think we did it on air. 
I'd be fair. If we can't remember, they definitely can't remember. <laughs> uh, no, they're just really locked into all of our words and everything we say. And oh my god! And I had another thought. I about mean, in reality, what? if you were a main character, yes, you would be Feyre. But what if you weren't a main character? Ugh, would I be Nesta? <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do think that, but I, I think you would. Be I Nesta. think I've grown. So Nesta's much. basically the main character of Silver Flames. No, she is the main character of Silver Flames, and I still don't like her. I know. But I get it. I think I think you would be Nesta. Would you be Elaine? No. Dumb, stupid Elaine. <laughs> You're not dumb, stupid at all. Elaine's not dumb and stupid. I also have she way just... more street smarts than she does. Take that back. I just Edit did. That out. I literally just took it back. I said, I'm sorry. Look at that. <gasps> I don't think Record. you actually I said, I'm am... sorry. Okay. I think you just said, I said, I said I'm sorry. I said, I take it back. That means I'm sorry. That's not what that means. Oh my God, it I'm is. I'm sorry like... means I'm sorry. Anyways. So who would I be in this book? I don't really resonate with a ton of these characters. No, personally. not at all. And honestly, I don't resonate with Farah in this book. I don't like her in this book. Oh, no. I've had a new realization. It just came to me in the car today. So I have to... Mental note. Okay. Car parking. Okay, so I'm not in the book. <laughs> you might be Lucian. No. Uh, I can see it. The little eye whirling around. Yeah, but he's also like funny he's funny and he, he plays like, too much and he's like you're fine when she's definitely not fine and dying he's like oh i thought you were gonna be fine my bad <laughs> won't let it happen next time i'm just saying you might be Lucian. maybe anyways um so stay tuned on that facebook group because it's interesting okay. some lady was asking if she should let her if she thought throne of glass was appropriate book for her 15 year old son oh for sure i would like a 15 year old they're 100 looking at porn by that age what's reading throne of glass get like that doesn't even oh have throne of glass yeah, yeah not oh a, yeah for sure throne not of glass actual, yeah throne no, no, of no. glass hardly has anything in it right and that's what they said it's like some cutaway scenes there's a couple of things where like it's really you're just in it the the story really is so good until the end and she runs. <sighs> we bring that up every time. every time. I think it's because you know we're sad about it. Um, yeah, and so they were like, y- almost everyone was in unanimous that it was totally acceptable for a fifteen year old. But then they were like, she was like, yeah, well, but then my son was like, it was a little much. And you know, if Avatar is any worse, I don't think I can read that one. And I was like, okay, that's adorable for a fifteen-year-old kid to say that. And also, like, did I, did I ever wh- tell you when I was in Barnes and Noble picking out some books? <laughs> no. And you know, they have like the big displays where it's like popular shit. Yeah. Maybe you did tell me this, but I don't remember the story. Tell me more. I bet I've already said it on this podcast. Said it again. I mean, say it again. There was a Court of Thorns and Roses was all on this display, and these two, like, definitely in high school girls. They were like picking stuff out and one of them picked up the book and was like, oh, I'd love to read this, but my mom would never let me. Like I heard it. It's like really dirty and all this stuff. And I was like, I can get you a copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to buy that for you? Then you can take it home. Isn't that interesting? There are no like age requirements for buying books. And that definitely, I mean, Silver Flame is straight up. Yeah. Oh my God. And someone on that website too, or on the that Facebook group literally said the same thing they're like i hate it so much when she calls it her sex mm. every time i read it, i'm just like ugh. that's that's big in a lot of smut scenes yeah but it's not like i get it because you like you run out of words i know but also, i'd rather like, you just repeat a word at that point straight up 
Um, will you will you read that one thing you sent me the other day? I think the people would like to keep, to listen. Well, I can't. Oh. I'll. Oh, where's your your phone? Oh, it's or yonder. What did I send you? Oh, yeah, about the grass. And then, we can, then we can move on from this. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. No, yeah. So I'll since be... Since we're continuing our bashing of Throne of Glass. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's from your Sarah J. Moss book club. It totally is. And so this is basically... I have a neighborhood Facebook group, too, that I'm a part of, and I just voyeur it and read every single comment that people make about the craziest shit. And this is, like, a new one of those for me. It's just a form of entertainment. Oh, it's like Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. Um... This is what Malia sent me over the weekend. It's a screenshot, and it's... I'll I'll keep this girl's name private, but she says... I think she meant to say y'all, but she says, I need to vent. I'm listening to Kingdom of Ash about three hours left. Why is this book so long? I really don't need to know about the feelings of every patch of grass. I'm listening at 1.35 speed, but it's still annoying. I love slow, long books, but when they have a purpose, other than just being a book. <laughs> just a book being long. I'm ruining this. I obviously can't read. It's hard to enjoy it when I'm just as exasperated by the useless scenes. Can't wait to be done with it and re-listen. Venting over. Oh, she's going back to Actar afterwards. Anything else before we get this show on the road? No, I think I'm complete. I'm ready. Okay, do you want me to tell you my thing about favor before I read this summary? Is it... Are we not doing the podcast right now? No, we are. Oh. It's going on the podcast. Why do you want to tell me before? Well, because it... I mean, it just... It's a generality. It's not like... Oh, sure. To anything. So Whatever I, your heart tells you. Okay, before um, I Is start... Is that your summary? That's long as fuck. Okay, 37 through 40 was so fucking long. And even then, I still... It's not that much. Maybe I just write big. It's not even double spaced. Okay, I don't like the way you're saying these things to me right now. Mine was like four sentences. Okay, well, we're different people. But you told me how to keep it really short. This is really short compared to how much... I literally left all the things out. Literally right. every single thing. All right, detail. what's your thing? What's your thing? Um, I, I don't know if I want to label her this specifically... So I'm going to just say she's very self-absorbed. And I just realized, like, not even self, self-centered. Mm-hmm. I halfway want to call her a narcissist. Um, Maybe and narcissistic tendencies? <laughs> We're all a little bit narcissistic. Yes. But this one's mostly, like, I didn't recognize it until I was really listening. Like, uh, when we get to the next quad chapter summary, next whatever. It, that's when it really hit me when I was listening to it. Because I was like... There is this really fucked up all around thing going on and she's sitting here talking about how she has to do this and how it's going to affect her. And like, I get it. You're the one that has to do it and it's like impacting you. But like just everything that she was saying and I and then I that's when I started backtracking. I'm like every single thing she's like, I, you know, I did this for this thing and and now I'm just sad. Like she went out to the woods and hunted but, you know, then when she brings it up, it was like, I did it for my family, but then I'm sad about it because I did it by myself and no one loves me. Instead of just going like, I chose to, I don't know, sustain my fucking life and then also take care of my ungrateful fucking family. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was just, it made me realize like, oh, her mindset is very like, 
self-centered because mm-hmm. she's wondering about how it was when she was talking to Rhysian in the fucking cell. We'll get to that. I think you should just read your summary. I'm just saying that's when I like that's when it hit me is because like he was trying to talk to her and she's like, why are you telling me this bitch? Because not you're not the only one going through everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, she's so fucking self-centered. Like, But when people are so caught up in their own trauma and all the shit going on in their life, it's hard for them to, to stay, I, and I guess step that. outside of that and be open to other people's yeah. shit. No, I mean, that's true. It still doesn't change the fact that it, it hit me in that moment going, oh, all the way back to the very beginning, like, she's been like this. Yeah, I also think as a character, she's just very surface level. Like, Sarah tries to make her out to be not surface level, but she is surface level. Like She kind of is, yeah. Well. and But I don't think she's self-centered because later, A, she's the only reason she went under the mountain was for her high lord, for Tamlin. And like, for does, her, the man that she loves and she wants to be with. like Yeah, but ultimate, ultimately she sacrifices herself for that person. So you can't be that self-centered if you're willing to die. I don't know. That's just how I see it. I would, I would not die for self-absorbed. That's why I was like, I don't know, self-absorbed, but yeah. self-absorbed. As in, like that's. I think that's where the narcissism comes in, where it's, it's all about you and why is this happening to you, and, like I get the way it's painted, where you can see. It. I was like, well, she did it for him, but like listen to her narrative. It's very much like. I think you're getting too personal development on this girl. Oh my god, whatever. Okay. What? I just don't think she was written with that context in mind. I never said she was. I'm just saying. It took me a minute to go, oh. She's just dumb. She can't even fucking read. Oh my god. Of course she Oh, which <laughs> can't get out of her own way. All right. Uh, what okay. happens in these so four chapters? So chapters 37 through 40, summary. I'm just going to read it. Feyre experiences the first of her three trials prescribed by Amarantha in exchange for her and Tamlin's and his court's freedom under the mountain. During her trial, she sustains a deadly injury. Um, because of the lethal nature of the wound, Feyre enters into yet another bargain with Rhysand. Um, but this bargain is a little different. It leaves her covered in a tattoo with a little eye on her palm. She's also given two household chores um, to cover her room and board per her deal with Amarantha. She had to mop a hallway and pick up lentils out of the fireplace. Of course, it's Amarantha, so those both have caveats. um, But, you know, ultimately she prevails. It moves on to the second task of the three. Her illiteracy causes her to almost fail the second task, which is solving a word problem before a... um, Metal spiked ceiling impales her in Lucian. Luckily, the tattoo is a bond between her and Rhysian, and he helps her choose the correct lever, ultimately completing the second challenge, barely, and she's shook. The end. <laughs> that was good. It wasn't that as that long was as good. it looks. It does look, like, really long. I think it's just the size of my pages. What chapter was that? That was 37 through 40. Okay. I gotta get there. Can I tell you the first thing that I wrote? Sure. For page 330. Oh, 37 is where we thought our third episode would be. <laughs> That's why we have him <laughs> marked. I was wondering. I was like, wow, look. Uh, this is we're so here. stupid. Um, 
this is one just for you because I know you would love it. On page 330, um, obviously it's after she finishes with the worm or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's covered in literally worm mud poop. And her arm's all broken and gross. Like, she's just gross. And Rhysane comes to visit her in the cell afterwards. And she's, like, halfway dead, literally. And he bends down and he sniffs her. Or he sniffs and, like, then he smells the vomit in the corner. And I'm just like, yo, he didn't need to smell. Like, he already knew. He saw her covered in worm mud poop. Like, and he knew. Like, he knew. He was there. He saw it all. He didn't have to go... You know, there's too much sniffing. There's in these so books. much sniffing. Um, that's well, I like that. how we find out Rhysand was the one who bet on her. Yes, it's so cute. Uh, that I did actually kind of lean on that, which I didn't. You know, I realize sometimes when I read, I don't pick up some of the small things. Yeah, very similar to when Tina texted us about watching the dogs. I didn't see that. W- Sparks was one of them. Uh, and I was like, oh, it would be nice to know. She's like, I told you. I was like, well, I'm not going back to check that. I'm going to believe you. Anyways, I did point out, I do like the like the, the subtle amount of surety that Resand like, gives to her mm-hmm. and with himself um, when he's, like, making the, the bargain with her. He's like, oh, well, this is our bargain after we finish up with all this three trials business. Mm-hmm. And in that, like, when I finally absorbed it, I was like, wow. He's, like, kind of subcon- subconsciously saying, like, we're going to get out of this, and it's then you have to be, like, with me for a week. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then later on, in somewhere in those four chapters, someone mentions that, where it's like, oh, Farrah realizes it later on. She's like, oh, he thinks we're going to get out of here. Like, he thinks I'm going to, like, win mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, God, Farrah, I might be you. I'm kind of dumb, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I remember when I was first reading this, I I was like, why is Resand helping her? Like, I just did not understand. I mean, you get you get he's playing some sort of long game. But, like, when I first read it, I was like, the fuck is he up to? <laughs> What's he doing? And, like, as much as they're supposed to hate humans, why would he make a bargain where he, like, gets to hang out with her for a Strip. week? Because, like, at this point she is insignificant to him mm-hmm. like she's a ticket out well i thought he was doing it just to fuck with tamlin basically i mean he like was trying to get <laughs> a rise out of tamlin yes yeah. he explains that in the next set of chapters that we're gonna do but i conveniently um, forget all the things <laughs> <laughs> but i just think knowing what i know now it's convenient that he made the bargain for sure but reading it for the first time I'm like why would he make a bargain with her that it it could be a you could pick so many different things why pick a week every month to hang out at the night court like what you know what I mean like I just to be fair I mean spoiler alert obviously for everybody if you're listening to this you're probably very invested in the book so you get it but like ultimately he doesn't even enact the bargain until like she literally begs someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So it yeah. wasn't like immediate, like, yeah, I'm going to. No, I just think it's interesting why he even chose that as a bargain when he could have picked so many other things. Yeah. Well, and she says that in 
the next set and it's of not like she he at this point doesn't know what larger role she's gonna play in his life like you don't find okay, that out till so that's book. interesting so interesting why would you make you this say bargain that. that's interesting that you say that because it was what like episode two or three or something like that where you're like he went to fire night intentionally that was because of the dreams right the dreams are different so maybe I, maybe he does just think. But he, he mentions Fire Night. Like, they end up talking about it. I do think mm-hmm. it's in the next set of chapters where they it have is. that conversation. Yeah. And we can talk about it there if you want. Because um, oh, that, that was a very eye-opening conversation for me that I just kind of absorbed. <laughs> Came to terms with. I don't know. It is interesting. You're right. And she realizes that you didn't ha- like he didn't have to make a bargain with her, but... This is where it comes back for me. No, he did have to make a... She had to make a bargain. She she did. He didn't have to. But like, I he just didn't don't, have to bargain. I don't get why he made... I mean, obviously, you don't either. I, I don't. Like, I just think it's an what interesting is, choice. What does Mama Kingsbury say? It's in the script. <laughs> it's in the motherfucking script. <laughs> That's true. I just think it... I guess it's it's convenient. It is convenient. It's convenient for the rest of the story. I'll shut up now. It's fine. I mean, it, no, it's a good thing to think about. Like... I just remember for the first time reading it, I was like, why the fuck would he want that? Like, she's human. She's stupid. She can't even read. No. The, I mean, the only logical thing you could think at the time was to fuck with Rhysand. Yeah. Or, or I mean, to fuck with yeah. Tamlin. I yeah. mean, he did He did want to fuck with Tamlin. Oh, truly, truly. Yeah. I mean, even he says eventually at one point, the whole reason that, like, Amarantha even took him as her. It's an, okay. It's okay. Uh, okay. We should talk about these chapters. <laughs> Anyways, um... Oh, okay. There was, there were some parts in this where I was just like, <laughs> I went back and I was rereading it. And I was like, oh my god, maybe I'm like a bitter, <laughs> bitter jaded person, because she's like she's talking about how much obviously she loves Tamlin and mm-hmm. he's her high lord and mm-hmm. he's all these like just he's her whole everything. Um, and I just think that I don't know if I've ever ever romantically felt that way about anyone so I'm just like bitch you might you might be crazy like you you can want to help people but if you're doing this all because you love this man so much it has nothing else to do with like wanting to free thousands of innocent people from this psycho lady Mm -hmm. and you just also happen to benefit from the love of this person like yeah that may be your trigger but that's like her main focal point and I was like oof maybe it is just me maybe there's something bitter and jaded in me but also she needs to calm down no i mean i think her i don't know maybe it's just because it's like her first real like thing you know how you're dumb and naive but even my first thing i wasn't like i would do anything for you no literally was not i was like i don't think i don't (laughs) think i'll do that for you true um, at the end of oh. 37, though. Wait, she- sorry, I found the page. What she says, do you know? <laughs> for Tamlin, I would sell my soul. I would give up everything I had for him to be free. The fuck? That's when I went, oh, my God. I would not sell my soul for a goddamn person, especially some man. He must be crazy. <laughs> Just saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um... No, her infatuation with him is weird. And 
borderline crazy. It's over the edge. But like also the first time you read this, you love Tamlin. Oh it's like God. have you, you've seen all those videos that are like people reading A Court of Thorns and Roses for the first time and they're like, Oh my god, Tamlin You're like, just wait. Give it just give it just a give few. It a few chapters. I'm really interested to see because we just turned to the same page and I'm very well, I was gonna say it the oh. end of thirty seven, um, that's when Farah points out again how Resan's playing a long game and says, Resan hadn't done any of this to save me, but rather to hurt Tamlin and I'd fallen into his trap. And she's wrong and right, because, like, he did do it to save her, but he also did it to hurt Tamlin. Like, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, so at this point, like, she still thinks, oh, I've fallen into his trap. And it's like, also, what the fuck is his trap? Like, that's the thing that, that's why I keep getting perpetually irritated with, again, with her narrative as a whole, because she has all this faith in Lucian and Tamlin, both of which has essentially failed her under the mountain without resand Tamlin's fucking useless under the mountain uh, wait till he's we get, dead weight wait till we get to the next one I can't even um but resand's done nothing to her other than be like kind of cold to her but he literally made a bargain he didn't have to make to heal her he cleaned all the fucking lentils out of his own little fireplace and like mm-hmm. made sure he she got fed so that was one of the during one of the chores they like they sent her to his room yeah. to clean out lentils from the fireplace and he's like why are you here he did nothing but like it's but it's, it's the same thing she, she has Lucian. she has this preconceived idea of what resand is about because oh tamlin said he's this big scary guy and she thinks he did drop off that like the that head decapitated thing. head right yeah but so, there's like, been she has conversations about the fact that like Amarantha made him do that. Granted, he was but fine and willing to. I don't think Feyre at this point still knows. I think she still thinks that Resand has like allied himself with Amarantha and not realizing how little of a choice he really has in the things that he does in her name. Because uh, they have a conversation. Maybe, because I was like, they do. He doesn't open up about being Amarantha's whore until the next set of chapters. You're right, you're right, you're right. But in this one, that's what I mean. Like, she still thinks... He's just this horrible, evil... Yeah. Whatever. Even though, again... Even though he's really done... Lucian did the one... I mean, he came to the cell the first time. He did. But, like, Tamlin's literally not done a goddamn thing. I have something to say in the next <laughs> chapter, and I can't... And I, it's another thing well, I didn't it. fucking realize. I can't. We'll wait till we get to your set of chapters. Um, I will say the last thing about 37 that I... I was like, damn, this is Rumpelstiltskin level. Riddle me this shit. Because, you know, she, um, they're talking about their bargain or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and she gets, that's like when she gets the tattoo on her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you didn't tell me this would happen. And he said, you didn't ask. So how am I to blame? And I was like, ooh, this is a prime example of you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you don't know what to ask. And I use that mm-hmm. in real life where I, I've been bamboozled by so much. Oh, like, for sure. Especially when it comes to contracts and like negotiations. If you just are new at it. You don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know how to ask something. I've literally, after I got bamboozled enough times, I went to the, like, I started going to people and go, what do I not know to ask that you're not telling me? <laughs> and everyone looks at you so confused because I'm like, I know that there's a lot that I don't know and you're not telling me the things that you know so I don't know what to ask yeah <laughs> it never works out well but it's fucked I up. at least let them know that I'm onto their game <laughs> anyways um so I liked that 
Uh, I don't really care about oh. the chores she has no, to do. No, that was just the... Even then, Resand is nice to her and tells the guards to, like, get off her back. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that was... My, that's my bad. Oh, you know what? I did have a question. Yeah. Um, okay, so at, in chapter 39... Wait, what about 38? I don't really have much to say about 38. Can I bring up one thing? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I just think it's interesting that even though he's hardly known her, because, like, you know when she's doing the lentil thing, yeah. and then he comes in and is like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, they get to chatting. Yeah. And, um, of course, like, he always has this front on him, like, that he's, you know well-dressed and put together and doesn't give a fuck and like he does that even he postures like that even in front of the other high lords for sure um it's cute he's like amarantha plays her games i play mine whatever mm. so like he's putting on this front but then he is really vulnerable and shows his wings and talons to her which i think is interesting because he doesn't even show those to the other high lords yeah so like why the fuck would he show this random chick that he just met I don't know. And she doesn't understand the significance. I didn't even understand the significance of it until I remembered later books where, like, he even talks about how, like, he doesn't show his wings. Yeah. No, that's, that, um, it is a big deal. I just feel like it's This weird. is the conversation. Which one? I forgot. In 38, this is the conversation where she he has about Amarantha um, and being Amarantha's whore. Oh, wait. No, maybe she said that. No, they they really do talk about it, and when she co- he comes down to the cell, yeah, yeah, before yeah. the third, she was just saying it because I guess, um, but they this is where they talk about uh, she actually asked for help, mm-hmm, yeah. and he's like, you mean um, on the riddle that everyone could have solved? Yeah, she, she's like, she ordered us not to help you, and then that's where he says like, I can't tell you, no one here can. If she orders us all to stop breathing, we would have to obey that too. Yeah, so it's where he really solidifies like they have no power like even though he's granted this semblance of his former power like they are all literally at her mercy yeah so that's where it's but she's slow to pick up on everything but that's why i want to say in that moment even if you weren't like she's going under the mountain to save tamlin and she knows this curse and blight or whatever has happened this whole time and i think that's why i started struggling with it this go around where i was like she's fully aware yeah. of all of these people's situation and like you're not going into it thinking like i'm going into this to save all these people i'm going into it to get tamlin the man i would die for like i would sell my soul to get him back like the fuck and i just like everyone is playing that part in yeah. this game everyone is suffering even the people who are probably like the most evil they're still p- trapped because like she's yeah the most they're evil. still not in control right so it's it's still all of them are in this really fucked up spot but it's like she thinks that she has it the worst or like you know it just seems like that anyways whatever yeah. but she me. she's just slow she's slow to pussy granted we've also read this so many times that we can like really hyper criticize it to the point of almost fault like at some point it's just like it, that's the whole point of the the saying it's in the script it's like at some point you just have to like that is what is keeping the narrative going so you have to stop dissecting it and just let it be that's true 
Now, there is one thing in 39 that I don't quite understand other than... What's that? Um, so when all of it comes <gasps> push to shove and she has to wear, you know, he basically uh, paints her body and puts her in like see-through gowns and takes uh-huh. her to the party or whatever because he needs an escort, which I just think is funny. He straight up called her a whore. <laughs> Uh, well, everyone calls him a whore. He's just trying to, you know, true. even the playing field. I mean, and I'm okay with that. I just thought it was hilarious. He just says straight up, I needed an escort. But when it's not a secret that she's going to these parties and doing these things. Mm-hmm. So I was trying, like, I, I think I get it. But I also was just like, that seems kind of odd that the wraiths, they're like Reese Ann's little, they're his spy helpers. They're the two wisp. Wisp. We don't know their names yet, do we? No, I think they're just called wraiths, right? Wisps, whatever. <laughs> yeah, shadows. they just float around, shadows, something like that. But when they take her to go get fitted and painted and all of that, they um, what they glamour her, like they hide her while they're walking through the walls and the hallways and stuff. And I keep, I was just like, why though? Because it's not a secret that she like she shows up at the party with him and and like he's like amarantha she's my thing now and because i saved her so i'm gonna play with my toy so it's like not a secret not a surprise but every time they get her they always hide her like glamour i can tell you what i think but i don't know if it's right well i know the one time it works in their favor because they hear a conversation overhear a conversation that they Uh shouldn't hear um and that's the only thing that i can really think of other than maybe that's just kind of their natural state too no i think the reason that they hide her this is logically what my brain goes to is because like obviously they're breaking the rules and pulling her out of her cell but they're not i mean they are but like but she's straight up going to amarantha she's going to amarantha's party it's Amy's party in the throne room. She's there. Okay, so, but what I was saying is... something went wrong. Oh, my God. God. So, what I think is that, like, they're not supposed to pull her out of her cell. And so it's one of those things where if you break the rules and get away with it, it's fine, but if you break the rules and blatantly flaunt it in the person in power's face that you're breaking the rules, then they could retaliate. My dad has like so many stories from the military where they would break the rules and then prove that they broke the rules, but they weren't caught in the act of breaking the rules, therefore they couldn't be punished. Like they would play all these jokes Which on I, their higher officers. I get that. I do get that. That's the only reason I can think that they would like hide her by moving her around but those things like she's not hidden at the party like she's literally minus the pole stripping at the club yeah resand brings her to the party i'm just saying pulling her out of her cell to like get all dressed up yeah yeah amaranth says what have you done with my captive Oof. and then that's when resand's like we made a bargain yeah and then tells them about it. And that's, yeah. that is the part where he's like... Because he's just trying to get a rise out of yeah. Tamlin. And Amarantha doesn't really care for because, like, Resand By Resand doing that, he's also, in Amarantha's eyes, devaluing Feyre in Tamlin's eyes. So Amarantha thinks, oh, well, Tamlin's not going to want her anymore now that she's, like, Resand's plaything. So keep doing what you're doing because... 
It hurts him. It hurts Tamlin, and if Tamlin caves, then she'll get what she wants. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's no, that's that's. We never really get Amaranth's point of view. Thank God. I think that would be dark. We should have. (laughs) We should have gotten at least one chapter from Amaranth's point of view. But she doesn't ever switch point of views, and it's annoying. I prefer books that switch point of views. You How many really, more times can re- I say point of view? You would really like that book I just read. That's that one where the second one comes out in like two weeks. Yeah, that's how uh, Zodiac Academy is. It switches around to like four different people's yeah. perspectives. It's it's cool. It's it's a mind fuck at first because you're like, whoa. whoa, what's happening? Your brain isn't ready to switch tracks. But like yeah. once you're used to it and you know the characters, it's so great because it also gives you the ability to like. But don't, doesn't she switch perspectives with Jurian? Doesn't she do a, a chapter from Jurian's perspective? She later goes into, like, other perspectives, but not in this book. Okay, got you, got you. Um, no, I'm... That's what I think's weird, is this whole book is from Favre's perspective, and then in all of her other series... Except for Silver Flame. That's all Nesta's. There are chapters that aren't from Nesta's point of view. There are chapters from Cassian's point of view. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even her other series... There's shit from everyone else's point of view. Well, maybe she was just feeling some type of way with this book. Yeah. Um, I Whatever. do find it interesting also in this chapter in th- uh, 39, that when she's talking <gasps> to uh, old Every girl. Every time we bring up something, I remember something I'm going to say, and then you start talking, and then I forget it. Sorry, go just ahead. Just remember it. Do you want to write it down? No, I don't remember. Um, he's telling Amarantha about the deal that they made where mm-hmm. he has she has to stay one week with him at the night court every month in exchange for his healing services for the rest of her life mm-hmm. and this is it's funny to me that this is the point where Farah realizes he she thinks he she literally says he thought I was going to beat her tasks and mm-hmm. I'm like uh, he he literally was the only person who bet on you <laughs> he well I guess he helps her with the second task he's done nothing but like support her essentially and it's it just blows my mind a little bit that the fact that for the rest of her life was this thing that triggered her to go, oh, he, sh- he thinks I'm going to do great. He yeah. thinks I got this. Yeah. It wasn't the bargain. I don't know that after all the tasks are done, you're going to come hang out with me for a week. It wasn't, oh, I'll heal you. It wasn't, oh, I bet literally all my money on you. Like, <laughs> she's come dumb. on. She's come dumb. Come on. And I get it. She's stressed out. I think her cortisol just, is probably yeah, very she's, high. I think she's having a hard time breaking her previous idea of who Rysand was it's fair um I I have to bring up this weird thing that the party scene made me think of have you ever seen the mummy for sure I love that movie okay you know the princess love her what do they put her in and paint her with oh shit the king literally puts her in a gauzy outfit with paint so that he can tell if anyone's touched her maybe I mean me and Sarah J are like essentially the same age. I love. I that love movie. the movie. Yeah, I loved it. I used to kid. watch it every time it came on. What TBS? Probably TNT. Probably all of those. I just thought it was weird. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Huh. Well, pull from what you know. I just randomly thought of that because um. Brandon Brendan Fraser has like Brendan Fraser has like come back into the spotlight. So it was like at the weird <sighs> forefront of my mind. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Well, and in this chapter, this chapter, she also does the third thing that Alice told her not to fucking do. Drink the wine. She, she broke literally 
She didn't really have a choice. She didn't have a choice for all of them, but it's still funny as hell. Um, I also thought it was weird. The um, the wraiths put a crown on her head before she goes into the party. Oh, I don't remember that. On 349 at the very top. Um, whispers snaked under the shots of celebrating, and even the music quieted as the crowd parted and made a path for us to Amarantha's dais. I lifted my chin, the weight of the crown digging into my skull. Well... I just think it's interesting that... There she go. He puts a crown on her head. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. At least it's not foreskin. Ew. I know. I'm so sorry I said these words. Anyways, so we end on chapter 40 with her second task. Uh, How did you feel about it? Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. Just to reiterate how much we hate Tamlin and how useless he is. Yeah, yeah. You know how Lucian comes to see her just to reprimand her and be like, you're stupid. Why would you make a bargain with him? And whatever. Like, Yo, bitch, I was dying. Yeah. Um, she, she brings up to Lucian, she's like, wait, is Tamlin all right? I mean, that spell Amarantha has him under to make him so silent. And it's like, she's so naive. He goes, there's no spell. <laughs> Hasn't it occurred to you that Tamlin's keeping quiet to avoid telling Amarantha which form of torment affects him most? Which, that's interesting that that's Lucian's perspective, but I think Tamlin's just useless. Again, next set of chapters, I have something to say. Okay, okay. okay. I have something to say about it. I just thought it was funny because Lucian was like, there's no spell. So what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I just can't. And on, and on 355. I'm just noticing what all happened? these things. What happened, girl? Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, when uh, Resand, it's like the night before the second trial, and Resand and uh, Farah are talking, like, before they go to the party, or No. Well, it's after the party, and she was hungover. The, tri- the night oh. before the trial? It was before they go to the party, the night before Was the it trial. before they go to the party? Yeah, yeah, she's okay. getting dressed and painted. Um, yeah, it's before they go to the party. Rhysand, like, comes in and is talking to Farah, and um, that's when Rhysand sort of slips in, because... She's like, oh, he never treated me like a captive or like a slave. And that brings back all literally, the, like, Stockholm yes, she did. syndrome. Yes, Stockholm he did. Syndrome. And she literally said, I'm a cat. Like, yeah. didn't she literally say I'm a captive here? Yeah. Like, um, not and, a slave, but captive for sure. But then Resan brings up, no, how could he? Not with the shame of his father and brother's brutality. Um, perhaps if he bothered to learn it, whatever. But he's like. Perhaps if he bothered to learn a thing or two about cruelty, blah, 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 it would have kept the spring court from falling. And then Feyre collapsed back and she's like, your court fell too. <laughs> and like, I just Literally. think it's, it's just funny. Well, it's funny perspective wise. I don't know, spoiler alert. <laughs> Obviously his court didn't really fall. Yeah just from an outside perspective she don't know what she don't know yeah and what she doesn't um, know is like 
again, long, long game. Yeah. Rhysand well, is the says, ultimate long gamer. I wouldn't have noticed it had I not felt it deep inside me, like the sadness in him. Yeah. Felt it. Mm. Um, no, I just thought it was funny how she clapped back. And then this is the one question. I asked you this the first time we tried to do this episode. <laughs> I don't remember it. Um, on yeah. 356, mm-hmm. she says. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. Yeah. My, mm, this I was like where we tried. Something. This is where we called it quits, I think, on the last episode <laughs> we tried to do. We tried. Um, she says, you saved my life. Even though literally not four pages ago, she was like, he didn't save me. Whatever. She's giving me we- you sound whiplash. like Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show. It's a great show. Um, and then he says, and through your life, I saved Tamlin's. And he said, why? Or she says, why? Why? That, Feyre, is the real question, isn't it? It is the real question, but we've talked about this. Well, remind me, because I apparently <laughs> wasn't there for that conversation. <laughs> I don't think anybody's aware. In my mind, and there's just like, obviously she doesn't know all of the, the details, but we do. Tamlin wasn't always his enemy. They yes. actually used to be best friends. Yeah. So, and with that, if... Tamlin was to fall and become Amarantha's plaything, then that's like, yeah, he is tormented, but like everyone is. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yes, he's saving Tamlin, but he's also saving everyone on top of like, he's like the one last string of hope that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, being Amarantha's whore and doing the things that he's done for his court. Even if he hates somebody so much, he still doesn't try to actually, like, he doesn't want the worst for them. And, like, I think him knowing that Amarantha is literally the worst thing, like, she mm-hmm. is a horrible, wretched excuse for a living thing. Yeah. Um, she literally doesn't care about anything or anyone. She has zero fucking sympathy, empathy, discretion. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't wish that on anybody kind of thing. Yeah. So, in a sense... By saving her life, he's saving Tamlin the torment of going through what he's going through, which is being Amarantha's whore. Yeah, kind of. But then also, the, like, the last symbol of defiance. Yeah, like, well, he is the last, because he was the only High Lord allowed out, I think, during that 50 years, right? Uh, no, I think they were also no, kind there of were allowed to roam, but they all got stuck under the mountain once uh, she showed up. Yeah. She demanded that everybody stay. Yeah. But they, yeah, they all still did have, um, they still had ties on their wrists, basically. They're all prisoners, and mm-hmm. all of their people are prisoners. It's just the Supreme Court got it the worst because, you know, he literally, Tamlin literally said, uh, you're icky, get away from me, I don't yeah. want to have sex with you. <laughs> and she, I mean, so offended. Yeah obviously well the end of this chapter though um is where i think we start to see ferris sort of shift her perspective starting with what we were just talking about but then continuing on it's like her sort of seeing a different side of him or being more open to seeing the things that were already in front of her fucking face yeah um just like when uh they bring in the guy um, 
the Fay from what court was it? This the summer court. They bring that guy in. Yes. That was trying to escape. Yep. And like obviously we know Reese can like go through people's minds and again, like she brought up how, oh, you knew what I looked like, why wouldn't you tell Amarantha? This is the second instance where she's realizing that he's using his abilities to to change the narrative on situations where he can sort of have some sort of control and lies to Amarantha about like what the guy was really doing and then ultimately kills him as a mercy. Um, so she's, she's starting to open her eyes a little bit. She sure is. Just squinting them. <sighs> I don't know. Now this last chapter is the one where the oh, last were you one, through 40? Yep. The last. Oh, I thought this was your last chapter. No, no, forty is the last one, and because it's the final, it's her second task, and this is where you and I, <laughs> where we cracked up so hard, and that's why we had to cancel this episode the last time, was because her second task is a word problem. Yeah. And as we all know, she can't read. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one knows she's illiterate. Um, luckily, this is where that palm connection, like the throughout these other chapters she'd mentioned where she felt like a pull or mm-hmm. she thought she saw the eye blink at her kind of thing mm-hmm. but it she realizes that thank god it's truly a connection to Reese and who also can talk in minds she learns mm-hmm. um and this is where amarantha kind of or no sarah we were like sarah did her so dirty because she's like trying to sound oh out the you word. try it try it try it try it try it oh my god i don't even know where they are <laughs> It's uh three three sixty four I think uh, yeah three sixty four three grass grass hope grace grace hopers were boo bow boon king sing bouncing <laughs> what the fuck I mean just literally but like Sarah has kids she has to know how kids sound stuff out it don't sound like that I I do think it's funny that she's boo bow boon kings gets to bouncing <laughs> I'm like alright that is kind of fucked up and Lucian's over here just like god damn it just pick one yeah. pick a motherfucking number and there's only three choices now I will say this the only thing that I really want to know is what the fuck is the riddle I know uh, what's the riddle that has to do with gr- three grasshoppers well, I think it was bouncing? a math problem I don't think it was a riddle I think it was a literal written out math problem oh yeah yeah. I think that is what I said last it was like an equation it was yeah where she had to like do the math so it's like not only can she read she might be able to count probably she can she can probably do simple (laughs) math simple math um but uh Amarantha does also right before she's like throws her into this little room cage with Lucian next to her she's like oh before we get started do you figure out my riddle yet no the answer is no I do have something. Have you? Did you? I just realized her justification of why she picked two originally. Which time was a lucky number? Two was a lucky number because that was like Tamlin and me, just two people. Narcissist. One had to be bad because it was like Amarantha or the Adder, solitary beings. One was a nasty number and three was too much. It was three sisters crammed into a tiny cottage, hating each other until they choked on it. Like, that's childish. It, it, That's childish writing. I don't, I don't writing. have words. How did we go from an- analogies like this to what happens in Silver Flame? 
Sarah grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it goes from PG to X or rated X. Yeah, and I ain't mad at you, Sarah. Love it. No, love I where just, you've gone. I with just it. think it's interesting. Like I just realized how childish no, that really is. I get it though. Like I, her point was like she's trying. The goal was to draw on all the evil things and all the things that made her happy, and like she's trying to justify. I I get the idea, and it was like. Maybe think of it as not Sarah, but think of it as Farah being that dumb because she is kind of that dumb. I'm just starting to believe her when she calls herself a dumb, illiterate human. <laughs> like, I was fully on her side at the beginning, and now I'm like, no, you are kind of dumb. Well, but you have to think, she's only 19. She literally didn't go to school, and half of, like, knowledge, honestly, isn't school education. It's exposure to the world, but oh, she yeah. was locked up in a cabin with three people who literally barely did anything in terms of speak talk to whatever to her she spent so much time alone yeah and have it, no i mean it's I, that like i get all that i just no i know i'm i'm saying that like that's how i could see her coming to that conclusion because she doesn't have any larger critical thinking other than like hunting and it's one of those unconscious competence things where she learned this skill and but she doesn't know how to cross apply it to other things because she's not super confident in the fact that she's like a hunter because she does or sorry not a hunter uh she calls herself something and she's she's like i'm not a warrior or a fighter or something i'm just a hunter like she really diminishes how much hunting is a very tactical strategic Mm -hmm. thing and doesn't have that like conscious awareness that she's really good at something and how to use those skills as crossover skills she's got a very limited scope of the world anyways yeah it's dumb <laughs> i wasn't trying to like Ultimately, bash her down nope just i saying. get it it is very stupid yeah can we just get on to after oh after yeah the trial the um, trial's stupid all in all yeah she end up she gets it whatever she gets it done she wins lucian doesn't die she almost cries because she's freaking out because she almost died. And then, you know, Resand's all in her head and is like, don't worry about it. Just like. I just love when he comes to visit her after oh the trial. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> please. Um, she literally goes to the, the fucking place and has a straight up breakdown. Like, she has a mental fucking collapse and just sits in her cell and cries and fucking, like, goes, like. No, I just think it's funny how. <laughs> I could do nothing as his mouth met with my cheek and he licked away a tear. Literally, I have the same part highlighted. He just licks people's tears. I mean, he didn't do it just like one time. He literally goes on to say, it was only when his tongue danced along the damp edges of my lashes that I jerked back. Like, how much licking did he have to do for her to be like, oh, you're licking my I'm imagining just one slow lick up with just the tear all the way to her eye but then he goes i figured that would get you to stop crying i mean i get it he's breaking her state or whatever by shocking her but also uh, there has to be other ways i don't know i just think it's funny it, it is funny uh, it's, it's weird um what else did i like oh <laughs> He is talking about at the end of the chapter in 369. Uh, she's talking about 
um, or no, no, sorry, he's talking about when she spends her time um, coming to his court or whatever. And he says, I've been thinking of ways to torment you when you come to my court. I'm wondering, will assigning you to learn to read be as painful as it looked today? <laughs> no, I mean, like, he's, like just, what the fuck? he's just straight up making fun of her. Oh, yeah. But she says, keep your damn mouth shut about it. Oh, God. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, and that's the end of yeah. those uh, those chapters. She is starting to warm up to him. She is starting to. I think her, her mind is starting... It took her mind breaking for her to start to see other perspectives, which is interesting. Yeah. Way to go, her. Um, and that's all we wrote. Way to go. We did it. One, one episode left, and we are wrapping this bitch up. Finally. Woo, 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 woo. Um, thank you for joining us on our journey to figuring out how to do a podcast about books and mostly just one specific book series that we really like which will turn into all the books by sarah j moss probably mm-hmm. um so you can follow us on instagram we post on it seldomly um you can also check out our website and i think that's about it yeah or, that's good for now yeah spotify all those things yeah so, um if you can rate review subscribe all that stuff means God. a lot more than you think seriously we appreciate it it means a lot even if you just listen you don't have to do all that do whatever you want it's fine and also if you have thoughts too on the things that we've said and you completely disagree we would love to hear that too because sometimes we don't even know what we think have we checked our email no (laughs) (laughs) we just have scathing emails in there from people being like no generally it's just spam oh that's fair (laughs) all right well thanks for listening thanks for listening until next time bye Damn it. Put a, <laughs> put a, no, I hate saying it. Put a bookmark in it.